0: You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f- is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. And on this episode, I thought we'd have a little bit of fun and creativity around some lessons I learned last fall um, and last winter in regards to uh, NFTs, the value of NFTs, and actually a bet I kind of made uh, on NFTs way back uh, last uh, November. And so, you know, we are leading into, I mean, if if you go to a Target or a Walmart here in the United States... Uh, they already have Valentine's Day out in the hallways. Like, I mean, they've literally have the next five holidays um, out on display. My 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 daughter looked at me today, uh, yesterday when we were in the store, and she's like, "Daddy, why is Christmas out when it's not even Halloween?" I'm like, "Yeah, welcome, welcome to a recession where we're trying to, uh, you know, milk our way out of uh, you know money for whatever whatever it may be." But, you know, I was looking at our collection uh, that we started, you know, back on eleven eleven. Um, and, you know, our seventh NFT that we minted, which was the Mary Mods uh, NFT, was the first of, of, a, of, a, of a, a series of NFTs that we minted um, that had seasonal, uh, you know, components of them. And if you look at, you know, my Twitter feed right now, there are a lot of NFT projects that are doing Halloween cost, uh, contests. Uh, I know a lot of people are are talking about like Dead Fellas uh, with the Dead Fellas art and kind of Dead Fellas theme. It seems like it was meant for um, this time of the year and the holiday, and you know this kind of goes into a, a bigger conversation around like what do people care about when it comes to you know the NFT art or even the NFT utility. And I will say you know there it's one thing to kind of link to the holidays because there's a, a, a charitable uh, component, right? And I and I will say we minted a couple projects uh, last Christmas season, last December, um, you know, meta, I think one was called Meta Alpha Mania, or Elf Mania. We minted the Jolly Elves. We minted, you know, I'm trying to think. These are off the top of my head, um, <laughs> which is kind of crazy, right? Because it was almost a year ago now. Um, but we minted a couple that were, um, that had a, a, a you know, you know they were donating a portion to to charity, and there was a, an element of uh, you know charitable good. And you know, I I am all for you know the social good component of NFTs. I know right now in our audience, the the Shack Gives Back uh, project is in our audience. Uh, it's one that I love. What uh, you know, as a diehard Shaquille O'Neal fan, uh, which I you know anyone that hasn't watched the Redeem Team uh, documentary, uh, on Netflix. It's definitely worth, uh, watching. And I I gave it a watch and, uh, you know, dream team was my, uh, like, man, I I remember where I was, uh, and I still have my Shaquille O'Neal Jersey from that year, um, from the, the dream team version of that, uh, team. And I love what, you know, what the, the Shaq gives back project, uh, was focused on. That's actually one of the projects that we minted for, uh, the collection as well, uh, around the holidays that was actually on, uh, December 22nd of last year. And I'll just say, like, you know, I, I was gonna save this this episode to like to like the Halloween day episode, but I really wanted to kind of put it out there because one of the things that I was kind of betting on last year around this time was that if if NFTs held strong for the whole year from last year to this year, then I I was a big believer that projects that had kind of like a, a holiday theme to them. Um, could really double down on that in um, you know for for this upcoming year, right? Because uh, if you're if you're adding a holiday theme as like really your only theme, um, let's face it, like you're probably I don't know what your utility or your um, you know kind of value proposition is year round, but you know leading up into to you know kind of the resurgence uh, of the holiday, it could de- could definitely be interesting on how all that kind of comes together. Uh, you know, closer to the holiday season. But this was also the idea of like kind of banking on, um, let's face it, NFT projects. Like, I I don't know about you, but like this time last year, I didn't think that NFT projects that minted out were going to fade away, right? Like I knew what rug pulls were. Rug pulls were projects that were, you know, methodically and maliciously pulling the rug out from underneath us. They had intentionally, you know, created a project to do nothing but steal the money there were projects you know that that were around that were you know delaying their utility that were not giving us what they they promised but you know for me i don't know if it was naive maybe it was optimistic maybe it was just me wanting to believe that good people um are good you know stand up for good things and so you know one of the things that i you know really kind of just banked on was man if if we mint some projects that have holiday themes You know, this time, you know, next year, as our collections coming to a a, a close, they're going to be worth money, right? Because they're going to be they're going to be doing new campaigns and new activities. But, you know, the funny thing about that was, is that I kind of didn't even factor in like the communication idea or, you know, I mean, Mary mods, for example, and it's not, I'm not fudding or or throwing shade, but we minted Mary mods uh, for our collection. I actually bought two of them uh, myself personally as well. Um, They're part of the impact theory uh, family. It's uh, as a project actually um, through Tom's uh, wife that had done uh, that project. And so for me, I remember buying it thinking, I don't need it to pay off or, you know, provide massive, Uh, value this holiday season i'm gonna think about it being around for next holiday season and uh you know drew uh who produces the podcast here he's very bullish on uh historic nfts and uh, nfts that are you know that were the first of their kind uh in their in their collections and i don't know how many others are in that same uh boat i i for one um am a believer in you know people holding nfts that you know have that sentimental value or that connection to certain things, right? Like the first NFT, you know, that you minted, the first NFT that you sold, um, you know, like there's, there's some things that are, that, that have that sentimental value, but I will tell you, one of the risks um, that I feel like right now we kind of lean into is that there are going to be projects that are going to mint with that are, you know, that are uh, holiday themed, that are spooky themed, right. That are, um, you know, Friday the 13th themed, And, you know, the question we have to start to ask ourselves is, like, what are we getting out of these projects? Like, what is the value proposition for us today? And I just uh, I mean, this sounds like I went from a, I went from a real optimist to a pessimist, but that's not the case. But I guess for me, one of the things that is scary uh, for me, pun intended, is that I'm now looking at like one of one artists that are doing themes as much more valuable than any PFP collection that's doing a theme, and uh, you know a friend of the podcast, one of the people that we interviewed on the podcast, Brian Brinkman. Uh, anyone that's familiar with Brian Brinkman, uh, and I could I'll pin his uh, I'll pin one of his tweets here uh, to the the top of the Twitter space because we are recording this uh, you know in the Twitter spaces. But um, you know Brian Brinkman is is launching a collection. I believe it's actually today. I, I think we are gonna we're gonna try to mint it for um, our uh, NFT 365 collection. Oh yeah, here it is. Um, it's on Nifty Gateway, um, which of course you know is where we're dropping our um, AI art and some of the other things that we have going on. Uh, let me see if I can find that tweet that um, Brian is doing with uh, with Nifty. Oh, here it is. Um, uh, and so it's a it's a co collab tweet uh, or co collab collection that Brian is doing but like i think there i think there's something really cool about like cuz this is how, this is what i w- wanted to to kind of wrap our heads around right when if we think into the future if you believe in the metaverse if you believe that you know where web 3 is is really web 3 for me is that we are now valuing the digital world equally to the offline physical world right so and it's not about one replacing the other it's just meaning you know rather than me spending endless amount of times on TikTok, on twitter um on uh you know let's face it instagram on you know a website we are gonna be able to create you know these metaverse like experiences and we're gonna be able to show off our our digital assets right and so for me, like I love changing my PFP, right? I absolutely love the idea of changing my PFP, but my PFP is only one, you know, landscape location for how I can demonstrate or show off my digital ownership. Like the fact that we—I mean, this is pretty sad. I mean, if anyone from Twitter is listening, I think Twitter is always listening to every Twitter space. Um, if anyone from Twitter is listening, I mean, why can't we? Why can't we do a a, a PFP or an an NFT? verification for our Twitter banner, right? Like we have two locations there. We should be able to to update our banner with an NFT that has a banner format. I own, I own multiple NFTs that have banner like formats that would be really cool for that, you know, authenticated ownership. But I look at the future, like I look three years from now, right? And if someone is going, let's say someone is having a meeting with me or let's say you guys are listening to this podcast. Like, you know, this is, this would be like kind of like a prediction for me. And it kind of lays into what our podcast episode was yesterday with Drew Austin, right? Like the fact that, you know, when we're listening to something online, like I think Twitter Spaces and 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 this isn't shade to Twitter Spaces, but I think Twitter Spaces will be something we will look back on and be like, wow, we sat around looking at our profile photos on our phone and we thought of that as an immersive interactive experience like let's be real an immersive interactive experience would be everyone in this in this room that's listening to this live right now that you'd all be able to show up as your full selves and be able to have kind of like a a digital you know not only a playground but we would be able to you know i, I don't want to just tap on your profile and see what your you know 140 characters are of your profile uh, description i want to go much deeper right i want to i want to see like what is your you know, digital entry point. Right. And so I, I love the idea that, you know, like my daughters asked when they came over this weekend, they're like, Daddy, it's time to decorate for Halloween. And I'll just truthfully say, you know, for all the co-parents out there, shout out to co-parents, by the way, anyone that is a co-parent, uh, I see you. I, I know it's a grind. I know it is tough. I know it is a balanced but um, you're not alone. It is, it is a, a wild world that we live in. And, you know, I am a, a co-parent. And I've been, been a co-parent now um, a little over seven years. And and I, I laughed at my daughter. I, was, I said, girls, we're not decorating outside the house for Halloween. Because, let's face it, you we trick-or-treat at your mom's neighborhood. And, and we have a great relationship for, um, you know, we do all the holidays together. But I was like, you know, we'll decorate for Christmas like we always do. And the funny thing was, when I was thinking about that, was my first thought was like wow so it's interesting that like you know i was telling my daughters let's not like decorate for halloween because we're not trick or treating here but let's face it i mean there's not like it's not i mean who are we impressing in our in our neighborhood when we you know when we cut our grass like i remember my dad like the reason he would cut the grass every single week was he wanted yard of the month and i was always confused why he wanted yard of the month cuz it wasn't like you got money you got this really like kind of tacky uh, plaque thing that my dad that people would put in their front yard and say my yard was voted yard of the month and I always laughed like in my head I was like it was actually voted person that spends way too much time trying to uh, appease their neighbors or act like they have their shit together more than everyone else like that was <laughs> that was how I was looking at that concept as a kid I just thought it was such a funny um, idea that we spend all of our time. Um, you know, landscaping and all these things for for really, it wasn't like our family. It wasn't our friends that were coming over. like most of the friends that came over came over at nighttime. They couldn't have even told you if the grass was cut or if you had mulched your front yard, if your your tulips were were blooming or whatever it may be. And what I started thinking about in this like this holiday component was that you know, like, I want the idea, like I believe in the idea that we're going to be able to put on and display our our digital ownership in, in ways that like we would, you know, it would be for the season, right? Like, so if you own certain uh, art or if you own certain things, you would be able to display them, you know, digitally during that time of the year. And it's to me, like the, the concept might sound a little funny or, you know, a little bit different, but here's the interesting part about it, right? When you buy physical art, most people, and, I, and, I, and I, I'm just going to be very truthful, like if I buy a physical piece of art, and I've bought, I've bought plenty of art over, over the years, I'm buying it most of the time with an idea of where it's going to go. And the only time that that physical piece of art is going to come down is when I find something that I want to replace it. I don't know about you, but I'm not one that's like, I want to be like, you know, measuring. I don't want to find the the stud behind the wall. I'm not one of those like I can't, you know, I'm just gonna keep tapping or use my stud finder. Um, although it usually just goes off when it's around me. Uh, yeah, I know stupid joke. Um, but you know, like the whole idea of like putting like art on the wall, like to me that's a it's a it's a very heavy effort um, you know, you know, role, whatever, whatever it may be. And I know there's like some things that like stick to the wall, whatever that is, but the idea that digitally we could really we could create digital homes, digital, you know, really environments that represent us, that that provide a welcomeness in in a sense when people are are visiting us or are, are you know hanging out with us um that really you know kind of shows off who we are and what we're all about. And so, you know, it got me thinking like the the PFP projects that I own that are seasonal. I I don't really see much value in that, yet on the flip side of it, I see massive amount of value in art that has a seasonal flavor. Now, this is where those two worlds come together. You know, there's some projects that I um, that we, we they do a lot of airdrops um, into my wallet um, during all the different seasons. Uh, two of them that come out uh, that jump out um, are the Honeys, the, the Honeys NFT project, uh, as well as the Killer Girlfriend project. So, um, the, yes, that is the name of the the project. But what they do is they'll airdrop a piece of digital art um, for you know all of the holidays, or maybe for you know something that's important. Um, I know we got one for uh, like Indigenous uh, People's Day. Right. And we got an NFT that was was dropped in there. And originally, like for me, it was interesting right, because it would just be sitting in my hidden folder. But one of the things that I, I believe that we are way behind on when it comes to our PFP projects are, you know, what it, what would it look like if we were truly updating metadata and our PFP art in a seasonal holiday way? Right. And And there are some projects that do that. Um, that allow you to do this, you know, kind of natively. Um, one of them is actually <laughs> the very first project that I ever minted um, my myself, right? The very first one I ever did actually allows me um, to to actually change um, the metadata based on just simply clicking on things inside of OpenSea. But it's it's kind of shocking to me that. Most NFT projects don't allow us that kind of uh, customization, right? Like, let's say, I mean, like, I mean, uh, you know, just looking in the audience, right? I see Leslie has her lazy lion, right? What if, what would, how cool would it be that we would, if we were, you know, based on maybe our engagement or our interaction, that we could actually dress up our lazy lion based on a seasonal metadata component right like and maybe it's only for those that have staked the nft or maybe it's only for those that have held the nft for part of the season they would get like kind of an update to it right like i think part of what we have to look at with pfp art is that it it can't just be static now i know the flip side i know some people that are in the room right now right uh, my, my apes my ai apes uh, with Ken Gape, who is here, uh, one of the you know guests on the podcast. Like you know one of the things that's really cool is they have a a swap zone in the AI apes. So if you list your NFT, between 0.07 and 0.09, they that can uh, will go in and change the art. Uh, will uh, will kind of modify the AI, and you will get a different um, PFP. and And the cool part about it is, you know, if someone wants to buy it once it refreshes, they can buy it out from under you. Or if you're paying attention, you can delist it and then um, hold on to that uh, to that NFT. But I'm actually thinking of this like a step further, right? I'm thinking like when we think about the holidays and we think about what's important to us irl right like why when we go why do people buy a christmas tree why do people buy um you know uh, things for hanukkah why are people decorating um their front yards why are people adding things you know in their physical environments and and part of it is because it gives us a sense of home right it gives us a sense like i mean my mom i I mean i just you know shout out to my mom I'm, i'm a mama's boy like my mom ran my house. Like my, my dad worked, uh, you know, Monday through Thursday, my mom, uh, was a stay at home mom. And without question, my dad would tell you, uh, had the much harder job raising three boys. And I was the oldest of those three boys. Um, and, um, you know, for me, one of the things that my mom like took a lot of pride in was, uh, our decorating of our house in our seasons. Like I'm talking, and I, I don't mean like decorating, I'm talking, Every window, every floor, every room, every hall space had different decorations for every holiday. And to me, it was such a fun like sense of like just like, uh, you know, it was like a kind of a, like a change in energy for, for, for our house. And I guess that's where I wanted to kind of think about this is like, how can we have a change of energy in our nft experiences in the nfts that we own in the discords that we are involved in right like right now as much as we want to believe that we are living in a web 3 dynamic digitally enabled world we both we mostly are buying and and doing very static interactions right we buy a profile photo nft we wait for the reveal day we get that big dopamine hit when we when the art reveals and all of a sudden we have the art well, now when's the next dopamine hit, right? Whenever they make us buy another NFT or whenever we um we get airdropped another component or whatever that may be. And I guess like for me, looking back, I almost like I, I think about a year ago, me being excited about holiday-based PFPs, I think missed the mark, right? Like I would argue that like, why not airdrop, why not have like the artists for these different collections? create a pfp that is the holiday version airdrop it to everyone's wallet doesn't have to have technically a um a value directly behind it It doesn't have to be you know not everything has to be directly utility um based but i think there's some ways that especially now with you know the price um you know gas prices being a lot less you you know you can get creative with you know creating it on polygon or avalanche or wherever you want to create the nfts I really looked I'm looking forward to and I don't think it's going to happen this year. And maybe maybe those that are listening to this, you're going to prove me wrong. Uh, and I would love for you to prove me wrong and then tag me in the tweet when you're proving me wrong, because I love being proved wrong because I am not perfect and I can you know, proudly admit that I make plenty of mistakes and there's plenty of things that I, I do wrong. But I, I would just say, like, I, I look for projects that are willing to get creative and empower us to kind of have some of that energy and emotion that we have offline, right? Like, I mean, wh- I'm looking right now at my, my, my kitchen counter and, and there's some artwork that my daughter and I did. We, we painted some ghosts and some bats and uh, a couple of pumpkins and we have all that displayed kind of like there on, on, my, on my kitchen counter. And I'm just going to tell you, the amount of people besides my daughters that will see that are zero there will pretty much be no one that, you know, that is going to come into my house between now and Halloween that are going to see that there. And so the adage that, you know, what would that look like digitally? Because I mean, I, I, and here's just some you know, data for everybody and I'll, I'll pull it up in real time just to kind of put it out there. And this isn't a flex, but it's, you know, it's the truth when it comes to analytics, right? So if I'm pulling up, I'm pulling up my profile visits right now. So in the month of September, the month of september my twitter profile was viewed 157,000 times let me say that again in the month of september my profile was visited 157,000 times now i only sent out 843 tweets <laughs> i say only just cuz i think that's just i mean oh, what did i send out the month before um 726 the month before oh 880 the month before that uh, yeah. I mean, whoa, holy cow. I got a little crazy um, way back, you know, way back in May. I, I had 1600 tweets that I sent out. Uh, and just if anybody's wondering, uh, every one of those tweets come from me. I, I am the only tweeter, tweeter of my account. But the reason I brought that up about my Twitter profile is that, you know, if I if I think about that, right, like how am I giving people a sense of like, of home or a sense of customization or a sense of digital, you know, value um, you know, when they're visiting my profile. Right. And I, I, I don't think I am right. Even like, I think uh link tree, I, I think I saw this earlier today. Uh, I believe link tree now added if anyone that uses link tree and I'm not pedaling Linktree, They don't pay me to pedal them. So I'm not pedaling them that way, but I do use Linktree in my, uh, in my bio. And, um, they actually, they did, they did roll out the ability that you can, you can actually use a, a Halloween theme as your, as your background, um, which is, you know, not very customized, but at least it's like one step in that direction. And so I guess my point on this episode is that if we, if we all believe that, where we are moving with web three it's not to replace what we do offline, but it's rather that we are valuing equally the digital world as we are the offline world. Why are we not recognizing the fact that our worlds change and our seasons change and how we feel changes? And how can we start to think about that in like kind of a, a dynamic growth way of, uh, of the future? Because I mean, I mean, I like that, you know, if anyone goes to our our spatial um, location and I'll put our our spatial link here at the top of our um, uh, of the top of our uh, space, because uh, we do have a spatial uh, for anyone that wants to come out and look at all of the NFTs that we've bought. We have them all up there. Shout out to Kevin on our team uh, who took care of, you know. Really, putting almost all of our nfts there and you can you can walk around in our spatial and our metaverse you can um you know look at all the different uh nfts you can look at all the you know proof of podcast listings that we did um even the nfts that we dropped uh, ourselves you can go there and look at those as well Um, and i think that's like a you know it's a really cool environment and like funny enough like i the only thing that i change when it comes to like my um you know my metaverse is like you know i'll change my outfit in my uh, in my avatar but like what if we were able to to create you know digital environments which we I, I believe we will be moving there in the very near future like like one of the predictions that i would make is that rather than you clicking on a link tree and you getting like kind of like a drop down of all of my links you would click in and you would be welcomed into my you know the fanzo metaverse Um, in a sense that you would be able to click around and say, okay, what does Brian care about now? What is Brian's, you know, environment? And I think part of that will be hanging art that will be seasonal. I think part of that will be having, you know, interactions that are, you know, like... I mean, you know, we're seeing it right now in some of the uh, engagement uh, farming that I see on social where, you know, people are asking like, what is your favorite Halloween treat or what's your favorite memory? But I think those things do matter. And so I guess for those that are out there and and when we're thinking about this is like, let's stop trying to like reinvent every wheel or just copy everything. And let's start looking into our IRL lives and asking ourselves, like, what are the things that are normal? Like, it's normal for me to get a Christmas tree every single year. But I will tell you, getting a Christmas tree every year and the only people seeing it are maybe uh, Instagram stories, you know, in the background of Instagram story, or in my, like... (laughs) I would say my Christmas card photo, but that means that I would actually send out Christmas cards. Uh, my family gets an email with a picture. Um, that that's, that's the Christmas cards that, uh, that I'm, and I'm not a Grinch It's just, I mean, the idea of going to the mail and and mailing something to me is just kind of asinine and way too much work for what it, what the end result is. But I, I guess I'll just put it out there in that idea. Right. So, Where can we think about what we can airdrop? Where can we think about what value we can provide? How can we update metadata? How can we provide different ways for people to to display? Like, shouldn't we be able to dress up our PFP just like we were kids dressing up for Halloween? And, you know, it is a little creepy to be dressed up for Halloween and go door to door once you're over like 14 years old. Or my twelve year old tells me it's about creepy right now, which I don't think it is. I think she's twelve years old, she should be rocking it out. she she has a she has a funny cow uh, cow costume that I think is uh, you know pretty on point for uh, a twelve year old. But I don't know. I guess this is where i I really look for us to think outside the box in many ways. but really, it's not like we have to reinvent things. It's about really just identifying things in our life in our physical life that mean something to us that that provide us. A sense of comfort and then thinking about how can we provide that same sense of comfort online or in our digital space as always you know, we are counting down to the mint 365 where we will be selling our entire collection, all 365 NFTs as one NFT. So we will have uh, an auction where someone will be able to buy whoever is the winner of that auction will be able to get, they will get all 365 NFTs. Some of them are really uh, unique. Uh, We haven't opened some of the, like the mystery boxes. We have the Tom Brady mystery box. Um, The matrix NFT is part of the collection. And you know, you have the choice if you own a matrix NFT to, to pick the red pill, or the blue pill. Well, I didn't pick the pill for that uh, Matrix NFT. So whoever owns the collection will get to decide those type of things. And I think that kind of thing will be uh, a lot of fun as we get closer to um, November 11th. And the last thing I'll just throw out there as well is that you know we also can you know think about ways that we can uh, you know provide you know value or make it easy for people to talk about our projects. And so during the you know during this seasonal time, you know I think people are going to you know. You know, we, we travel a lot during these this this uh, fall holiday. Um people get busy with family and such. But this is also a time, and I'm just gonna put this out there. If you want to think about how do we onboard more people into the space, the holidays are that time, right? When you're sitting around the table and someone brings up something and you open your your MetaMask and you're like, Oh, did you know I own this NFT? Or, you know, hey, you know, such and such. I see that you're still into those NFT things. They they haven't disappeared yet. And I think the funny thing about it is, and this is a great question to ask, and I'll leave you with this. What would be the NFT or the NFTs that if someone at the dinner table, maybe at the Thanksgiving dinner table, of you're celebrating Thanksgiving in the United States, I know if you were in Canada, you celebrated Thanksgiving uh, a week or two ago, but maybe, maybe it's closer to the, the other holidays coming up here um, in, in December and January. You know, what are the NFTs that you would open up to talk about? And ask yourself, like, why would you open up those NFTs? Like, why would you show these certain NFTs? What about them? What about the story? What about the utility of those? Make them the easiest for you to kind of, you know, brag about them or flex about them. And then the question I ask is... What if we reverse engineered that and we went back to every NFT project that we are a part of and said, you know why I love talking about whatever it may be, right? Whatever that, you know, crypto chicks. You know why I love talking about, you know, crypto dads. You know why I love talking about, um, you know, whatever the NFT project is. And we need to start asking ourselves, like, how can, we, how can we make our favorite NFT project the NFT project that every owner talks about during the holiday season, I think that could be a real big game changer for anyone that's in this NFT space, that anyone's building a project and anyone that is active in a project. But I'll leave you with that for today. As always, my friends, we are doing this every single day leading up to amazing November 11th, 1111, 11, where we will end season one. And we will start season two on uh, 11, 12. I got some messages over the weekend that said, Brian, when you say end season one, you don't talk about the start of season 12 or season 12, season two. Uh, I can promise you, we are not going anywhere. We are here for the long haul. And uh, this is all, you know, all just getting started. We're all on this journey together. So until tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers. The Mint 365 Collection 100-Day Countdown is on. We're counting down to November 11th when we'll auction off all 365 NFTs as one collection, including a custom mosaic of all the art. Want to bid on this one-of-a-kind Web3 time capsule? For details, keep listening to NFT 365.